Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports, as always, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Cade Walker, and today I wanted to continue the uh, the two-part episode series that I started last episode, uh, where I was commenting on the awards for um, the Major League season of 2020. Um, last episode, I discussed who I believe deserved MVP for each league. And in this episode, I'll be doing the same thing, but for the Cy Young Award. Now, for this one, uh, one of them was not a very contested uh, competition, in my opinion. And the other one was definitely pretty tight. So I'm going to start with the American League. And the American League race for Cy Young, in my opinion, that shouldn't be considered a very controversial one. I'm pretty sure if you look at the numbers, it's very easy to determine who should deserve the Cy Young Award in the American League. Uh, you look at the finalists, you have uh, Hyunjin Ryu from the Blue Jays, uh, you have Kenta Maeda from the Twins, and then Shane Bieber from the Indians. Now, uh, if you told me a year ago that these would be the finalists, in this competition, I, I would be pretty surprised, probably less at Bieber than the other two. Um, but, you know, I always believed in Kenta Maeda. I talked about him um, earlier before the season, and I, I liked the Kenta Maeda trade from the Twins. I think they could probably use him more than uh, Graterall, uh, Bruce Star Graterall, who they traded for. I mean, Graterall got a ring out of it. The Dodgers were able to use him, and the Twins got one of the best pitchers in baseball, so the best starters in baseball. So I, th- I think it was pretty win-win when it comes down to it. Um, but, you know, I Ryu was excellent last year. I didn't think his success was very sustainable, uh, and I don't – I mean, it wasn't to some degree. He wasn't as good as he was last year, but obviously he was still good enough to earn a nomination or rather become a finalist for the American League Cy Young Award. It doesn't matter, though, I think, because neither of these two pitchers were as good as Shane Bieber, who, in my opinion, is the clear-cut front-runner for the American League Cy Young Award. And to prove that, just want to go through some numbers. Uh, you look at Fangraphs wins above replacement. I know I had some uh, some weird results with this one uh, when looking at MVP candidates, but, I mean, the tail of the tape, well, not tape, but tail of the, <laughs> of the numbers. You have Shane Bieber posting... 3.2 wins above replacement this season. Next, you have Kenta Maeda at 2.1. 2.1 is nothing to scoff at, especially since considering over a full course of a season, that number looks like closer to closer to six, probably five, but close, you know, close to that range. And um, and then Ryu posted 1.9 again, that same range, you know, upper, uh, you know, close to close to about two wins above replacement over a 60 game season, which is good. Uh, very excellent, and they, they each had great seasons, but again, 3.2 wins above replacement, definitely on another level. Uh, compare the wins above replacement on, in terms of uh, baseball prospectus, their wins above replacement player in Warp, Shane Bieber, 2.7, Kenta Maeda, 1.9, and I had to, to dig a little bit to find Hinjin Ryu, but he was down there at 1.5. So, uh, all things considered, it was pretty clear-cut that those statistics leaned towards 
uh, Shane Bieber. You look at wins above replacement on baseball reference as well. And this one, I think, is where you get Ryu as a finalist because you have Bieber leading the pack at 3.3, but Ryu's not too far behind him at 3.0. Uh, and then Maeda cruises in to finish the season on baseball reference war at a 1.6. So I see why Ryu was a finalist just based off of those numbers. I think the voters might have you know blindly looked at the top war earners on baseball reference you know, just pick them. But um, I, there's definitely some more context to it. Again, Bieber's clear-cut winner in all of those wins above replacement categories. You look even at fielding independent pitching, which is a statistic which removes fielders from the equation, uh, or at least attempts to. Um, well, it does. It takes away balls hit in play for the most part. So you have Shane Bieber posting... He posted a 163 ERA, right? And his fielding independent pitching was a 2.07. And this is in comparison to his uh, fellow finalists with Kenta Maeda at 3.00 and Hinjin Ryu at 3.01. So he leads by almost a full point in fielding independent pitching. Again, very head and shoulders. To prove my point even further, which I shouldn't need to, but I will anyways. You have Shane Bieber posting a 2.58 deserved run average from Baseball Prospectus. And then next you have Kenta Maeda at 3.10 and then Ryu at 3.70. So again, I think these players were all fantastic this year. But again, it's very, very clear cut which of these players was the better pitcher over the course of this season. Uh, with that said, before I get into the uh, more controversial one, the more difficult decision, I want to talk to you about our sponsor for this episode, and that is, of course, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, the season is in full swing, and the action is still unfolding, so head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so many storylines across both professional and collegiate sports, this is the time to check out all that DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate Sunday's action, DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. That's right, you bet they cover with risk-free Sunday betting. This weekend, Denver is taking on Atlanta in a clash of two high-flying offenses, so get in on all of the action now. On top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings offers great odds boost every Sunday to help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is insuring your Sunday butts up to $100. That's right, you bet, and they cover up to $100 when you use promo code MHS during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Risk-free coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Now, with that out of the way, I want to discuss the National League Cy Young Award. And this one was definitely more contested. Uh, it was also just as educating to look into this one. And you really see a case for all three finalists. So the finalists here were Hugh Darvish, which, again, someone who I didn't really expect. I expected him to do well, didn't expect him to do this well. Jacob deGrom, a very regular in this category. He's going to be in the Cy Young finalists. Uh, a, you know, top three for 
I mean, he has been for a couple of years, and I, I don't see him slowing down um, anytime too soon. And then Trevor Bauer, who was someone before the season who I, I thought would bounce back. Um, I think he had a lot of really good indicators from last season. He wasn't too stellar in terms of his actual performance numbers, his raw box score stats, but there were really solid indicators in terms of his expected statistics, his spin rate increase, and, and a lot of other more advanced things that suggested that he was going to do well. And again, I've talked about analytics on this on this show before, and Trevor Bauer is probably the most analytically-minded baseball player in Major League Baseball, and obviously he has taken strides. You know, he he started off as a very solid pitcher, kind of dipped down, uh, had a couple seasons around league average, and now he's a Cy Young candidate. So I think there's a lot of merit to the programs that he participates in. You know, over at over at Driveline Baseball. Uh, so the the data that they use with spin rate and uh, spin efficiency and you know pitch manipulation a lot of pitchers do that you know Clayton Kershaw took a trip up to driveline the driveline facility this off season or the previous off season he he I think rekindled a lot of what he uh, lost the past couple of years he gained a little bit of velocity this year as well as some additional control over his pitches so uh, and Ottavino a lot of Rockies fans remember when Ottavino transformed into one of the better relievers in baseball, and that was largely due to the, p- the pitch construction over at driveline helped him uh, master his two-seam fastball as well as his slider, which is uh, infamous and deadly. So uh, with that in mind, uh, I do, <laughs> do want to mention that uh, with Bauer being so analytically minded, it, it may create a little bit of a bias in my mind because – uh, I appreciate what he does for the game as a representative of analytics. Um, aside, I do understand people don't like him. He's not a very uh, friendly person, uh, at least at least online. So, um, that, that being said, if we look at these raw numbers in terms of the data, in terms of how they performed this season, um, you know, you look at something like raw ERA, which. I, you know, that's fine to talk about. I think it's it has some value. Uh, maybe not predictive value, but it has some it, some value when evaluating players in hindsight. You start off with Yu Darvish, who posted a 2.01 ERA this season. And that's incredible. Very solid number for him. And uh, you move down to Jacob deGrom, posted a 2.38. Good, very good. Um, 37 points uh, above Darvish, so... So slightly worse, but you know, still very good. And then Trevor Bauer posted a 1.73, so uh, a solid 28 points below uh, below Darvish, and then you know about 55 below uh, below J- Jacob Degrom. So in terms of raw ERA, Trevor Bauer was definitely the most effective pitcher. Uh, but I think if you take into account a little bit more than just raw ERA a clearer picture is painted. So, again, with the last set of pitchers, I looked at wins above replacement first, so I'm going to start with that. In terms of wins above replacement, you Darvish uh, finished with a Fangraphs wins above replacement, or F-War, of 3.0. Jacob DeGrom finished with 2.6. Trevor Bauer finished with 2.5. Uh, so even though their ERAs are a little bit jumbled, you Darvish was the most valuable replacement players according to Fangraphs' formula. 
and by almost a full half of a win, which is fairly impressive considering how good Bauer and DeGrom were this year. Again, got to look at more than one thing. So, you know, you jump over to baseball reference in there. Wins above replacement statistic, especially when looking at pitchers. Um, you know, the first three pitchers for the National League aren't even uh, any of these finalists. Uh, to read off the first three and National League pitchers, on wins above replacement for pitchers for baseball reference, you have Max Freed, which makes sense. He was great this year. Zach Wheeler, who was pretty good this year. And then five, a name that really shocked me and will shock you equally as much is Antonio Senzatella. Uh, Antonio Senzatella, per baseball reference, finished with more wins above replacement than either Trevor Bauer, Yu Darvish, or Jacob deGrom. Very confusing to me. I'm not exactly sure how that happened. Well, I sort of am. And I'll give that explanation a little bit later. But uh, in terms of the actual finalists, you have Bauer and Darvish tied at 2.7 and DeGrom at 2.6. So according to these numbers, these guys are neck and neck. Uh, and then you jump over to wins above replacement player over at Baseball Prospectus. You have Jacob DeGrom at 2.3. Trevor Bauer also at 2.3. And that does not help at all. And then you Darvish at 2.0, which is good. Um, helps us separate the pack maybe maybe a little bit. But, you know, looking at these numbers, these guys are fairly even. So I wanted to take into a, a more specific and advanced statistic. You know, you use wins above replacement, which is park adjusted. But wins above replacement hasn't really told us much because different formulas give us different results. Fielding independent pitching, I think, gives us a clear picture of who is better in terms of their own performance and not relying on their fielders as much. But, you know, I don't think ev evaluating in hindsight based off of FIP or fielding independent pitching is 100% the most viable route to go. So uh, you look at deserved run average, and you have Jacob deGrom at 2.66, Trevor Bauer at 2.89. And then a little bit further down the list, you have Yu Darvish at 3.26. So, so the deserved runs average is a park-adjusted statistic. So uh, if you use deserved run average uh, minus, which is a very similar concept, you have Jacob deGrom at 55, Trevor Bauer 59, and Yu Darvish at 67. So again, it's, it's pretty close, and this might be something that I lean towards. Um, but again, you take another park-adjusted statistic over a baseball reference, you use adjusted ERA+, and you get Bauer on top with an adjusted ERA+, plus of 276, compared to you Darvish at 251, and then DeGrom a little bit further down at 278. So park-adjusted statistics aren't fully conclusive, because the adjustments made, again, depends on which statistic you use and which um, which site you go to so again it's not a very objective thing but you can definitely compare them within their scope you just have to understand where they're coming from and which adjustments that you prefer in terms of uh, park adjustments and I think in my opinion baseball prospectus does the best job in terms of park adjustments and that's why I prefer something like deserved runs created plus over WRC plus and I think their version of Warp, Wins Above Replacement Player, is excellent, uh, especially for pitchers, because 
I'm not 100% sold on their fielding runs above average metric. I prefer defensive run saved, which is why I like Baseball Reference War. But also Baseball Reference War doesn't use uh, weighted on base average. So there's there's different qualms with the stats um, that I use. So I just have to kind of conglomerate a, a bunch of different things and pull them together to make decisions and evaluations. But generally, they say the same thing. It's just you know more nitpicky things like you know picking between players is where you have to get a little bit more dicey with it. So again, if you go straight with deserved run average from Baseball Prospectus, it leads you to a very clear top three of number three, Hugh Darvish, number two, Trevor Bauer, number one, Jacob DeGrom. All three of these pitchers had incredible seasons, but in my opinion, I think DeGrom was just a touch above the other two. Now, as much as I want Bauer to win this this award, I don't think he has the strongest case. I think he has a legitimate case. Uh, it's just, if I had a vote here, I don't think that giving Bauer the win would be the appropriate move. Based on the numbers, it seems like Jacob Agram was yet again the most dominant player in the National League. Uh, regardless of park, regardless of pitching, he just was the most dominant player in the National League. And especially, especially without the pitcher win. Um, the pitcher win is, in my opinion, probably the most useless stat when you're looking at evaluating guys. I mean, you have Shane Bieber and Hugh Darvish leading the, the league in wins this year. But again, you know, wins depends. Half of the consideration for what wins depends on is how your offense does. And I don't think a pitcher should be rewarded or punished for how good their offense is or the offense that, uh, of the team that they play on. So all things considered, it's very clear-cut and easy decision to go with Shane Bieber for the American League. And then between Bauer and Jacob deGrom, Jacob deGrom just had a better year this season, and that's perfectly fine. He's a great pitcher, uh, very effective at what he does. So uh, it's very, very cool to see him probably win this award again, in my opinion. If he doesn't, he's no lower than two, and, uh, and he continues to dominate during this decade. Well, I mean, since it's a new decade, starts off this decade uh, with a very dominant dominant performance. So uh, with that, you have Shane Bieber in that league and Jacob deGrom in the National League. So that's, uh, that's what I call if you disagree with me. Um, if you want to say Trevor Bauer was better, I am comfortable enough to say that I disagree with you on that one. But again, I think he has a legitimate case. And if deGrom wasn't as dominant as he was, then you know, Bauer's likely the winner. So um, thank you all again for tuning in to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports presented to you as always by DraftKings Sportsbook. Follow me on Twitter at Walker. I'm doing a lot of stuff for the NBA draft currently because it is at that time of the season. And after that, I'll be um, continuing Rockies coverage, maybe uh, some more Nuggets coverage considering their training camp will start soon after that. So uh, definitely give me a follow on Twitter. And uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of 20th and Blake. And I'll talk to you next time.